this is Lance Leonard with the Sports Drive, and you're listening to Tom Talks Baseball. Welcome back to another edition of the Tom Talks Baseball Podcast, a Zoom edition as I am live from my man cave. Tom Young with you on this Thursday. Hopefully your day is going well. Very excited. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Of course, the season's underway. Uh, Back in 2019, we had a lot of player interviews on, and we enjoyed every single one of them. And I wanted to get this guy on because he's been off to such a great start this season. In fact, the league has recognized him twice for how good of a start he's gotten off to. Ryan Weiss, Amarillo Saw Poodle pitcher, one and one on the year, a 3.28 ERA in five starts. Opponents hitting just 165 against him. I think that's pretty good. Ryan Weiss, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. I'm curious for what you got for me, so let's, let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 first of all, uh, congratulations uh, on the great start to the year. Such a great start, in fact, that twice you have been recognized as the AA Central Pitcher of the Week. Uh, tell us how it feels to receive an honor like that, not just once, but in back-to-back weeks for the great work you've done so far on the field. Yeah, I mean, it's anytime you get recognized like that, uh, it's good. Um, honestly, sometimes though, it's like the weeks can be so long. So the, the first time it happened, I was actually starting the next day. So it was like someone like had sent that I was like pitcher of the week. I was like, what? Like I, I have a start tomorrow. Like I'm focused on that. <laughs> and so it was kind of interesting because I on start days I kind of just try to be as focused as I can without letting the nerves and the, the anxiousness of the start get to me, but when I had everyone hit me up the day before, I was like, well, thank you guys, but <laughs> it's, I, I got to start my prep now. So it, it was good though. It was good. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. The, the day of, you know, you're getting ready to take the mound, hoping to go as long as you can go. Is there a routine that you do? Is there a mindset that you try to get in? Does a previous start affect how you're feeling going into the next one? Walk, walk us through the day of a Ryan Weiss start. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Normal. I mean, normally the games are at seven oh five on a normal day, except for Sundays they're at normally one oh five. But I just try to get up, uh, get a good breakfast, and I just try to keep myself busy doing <laughs> just random things here and there, just to keep my mind going. Not, not try to. I don't to be stagnant. Sorry about the dog. Um, <laughs> I try not to be stagnant, but um, yeah, I, I try to keep myself busy, and then um, just. I try to focus on the game once I start warming up, but um, after that, I just hopefully all my all my preparation and all that takes care of itself once I get on the mound. And, and when you do get on the mound, of course, at like the major league level, you got video all over the place. You, you know the lineup you're going against, the strengths and weaknesses of each hitter. At the double A level, are you focused on what the other lineup is, or are you more focused on what you're trying to accomplish, trying to get better at when you get out there? Yeah. Um, I mean, it all depends. Like I, some of the guys and I were talking throughout this past week. It, it just depends what the hitters approach is. I mean, it, it changes game to game, inning to inning. Um, it really just depends on what they, on what their plan is because um, the hitters approach and their plan changes based off of every pitcher. So uh, when I'm throwing versus a lefty, for instance, like they're gonna they're gonna show me something different. So I try to just if I throw like this week, I throw in the fourth game. And so I try to we've had a couple righties throw already. So it's just try to try to see what they do, see what they've had success with, see what they haven't had success with, and just try to 
try to blend it together and make it my own for whenever it comes to my start day. Of course, uh, last year you weren't even able to play any games. Uh, COVID got in the way, uh, affected <laughs> things. Um, how great is it to get back out there and have a regular season in front of fans again? Oh, it's great. It's definitely something that I, especially I have taken um, for granted in the past, especially in, in 18, 19 and every other year. But um, once you go a year without fans and without that interaction, um, it's just been so re- refreshing getting in front of fans and just saying hi Let's say it's uh, signing a ball or just being able to toss a ball up to a kid after a bullpen. It's just, it's so nice because you know that that means the world to them. Because I was in that position when I was younger. And I, if you got a ball at a game, you went home, you were, didn't matter what happened, you're all happy. It's just, it's a lot of fun. And so, especially being back at home because Amarillo's got great fans. So, I mean, opening night, it was like, we had like a 10 15 start and there was, there was a ton of people there just shouting and screaming. It was awesome. It was just so much fun to be a part of. Yeah, and and even though you haven't had a lot of home games yet uh, because of the this weird schedule, you have taken them out a couple of times at Hodgetown. Uh, and, and so far you've had a lot of success there. Ten and two-thirds innings. You've only given up one run on four hits. What's it like pitching at that ballpark in Amarillo? Yeah, I mean, it's anytime you're at home and you do well, you, you're not going to complain. So uh, it was, it's been good. Um yeah, again, it's, it's it was weird facing the same same team twice and in a series that that part's been different this year. But um, yeah, just being able to be in the clubhouse with the guys and then be able to come out to the game with the fans and even during pregame stuff, whether it's doing our running or conditioning and whatnot, it's just been it's just been a lot of fun. Definitely excited for the next two weeks once we get back home. <laughs> yeah, I think people here in Amarillo are too because the, the way this schedule's set up, and I know they're trying to limit the travel as much as possible, but yeah. of your first 30 games, 24 are on the road. And that's got to be yeah. mentally exhausting knowing that just about every time you don't have the last at bat. Uh, has it been <laughs> tough so far this season knowing that you're on the road the whole time playing the same team six times in a row, or is it just like any other season? You just got to approach it like that. Yeah. I mean, you have to approach it like that because if you start getting into the nitty gritty of like, Oh, we've been here for six days already, five days already. And we haven't really won that much. Like if you fall into that, that's the easiest trap to fall into. So you can't fall into that. You just got to approach it. Like it's a new day, new game. I mean, especially now it's a new month, like whatever happened in, in, in May, doesn't matter anymore. I mean, it, you're, it's a new month. You got new opportunities. Um, it's almost like after the All Star break because it's the season shorter this year. So you just gotta make make adjustments a little quicker and and uh, fit in quicker. Because I mean, like you said, we, we, this is now our fourth week on the road to start the year. So like, I was joking with some people. I'm like, dude, what is it? It, it, it feels weird being in Amarillo because we haven't been there. It's like, <laughs> it feels like we're at home when we're on the road. But um, now we're, I think as a team, we're definitely excited to get back there, excited to get back to our own lockers, our own clubhouse, and, and be where we're supposed to be back at home. So, yeah, I, for sure. We here in Amarillo are excited too. You got a Corpus Christi and Midland back to back week. So, hey, a week where you want to travel, that'll be nice, right? You'll be able to, yeah. <laughs> to hang oh, out no. for a weekend. But you guys are in Frisco right now. And, and, and needless to say, the team is, is scuffling a little bit. Uh, lost 10 of 12, 11 and 15 now on the year. And just kind of hearing you talk about uh, this early start to the year with all these road games, 
is that having an effect on the team as a whole? Is, is the mood in the in the, the clubhouse still good? Is everyone optimistic? Or is it just like, can we hurry up and get these games in Frisco done so we can get back to Amarillo? Like, what, what are you guys <laughs> – like, like, how are you guys feeling right now? Yeah, I mean, the, the vibes in the clubhouse are still great. I mean, we still got music going on. We're still trying to – trying to stay upbeat because the second you fall into that other trap of once you're losing and if you're everyone's wearing their emotions on their sleeve, then it, it can get, it, it can become depressing very quickly in the clubhouse. And you, <laughs> you never want that because you know, as well as anyone that the way baseball works, even if you're losing, I mean, it's baseball. Like it, it can turn like that. You just never know when that turn's going to happen. You just gotta, you, you gotta expect that that day is going to happen. I mean, hopefully we can get that, turned around today. Um, I know Tommy, Tommy's been great this year. He's a, he's a really good, he's a really good pitcher. So, I mean, he, he shoved his last outing in Corpus. And so I'm just excited to see him pitch tonight too. You know, one of the things that, that stuck out during this, this recent scuffle is the offense is having a hard time getting things going. And as a pitcher, when you take the mound, do you have added pressure on you when you feel like, Hey, if I allow a run or two, that could be it. Like, like, I don't want to say anything bad about, you know, the, the offensive yeah. guys, but, you know, like you said, it's just the way baseball is, you know, eventually you guys are probably snap out of it and be good. But do you feel added pressure knowing that the way the offense is going, you have to be near perfect to give yourself a chance for the W? Uh, no, I mean, for me, like it, personally, it doesn't matter who gets the win as long as the, as long as we get the win. Um, so as long as we can go out there and give our team a chance to win, whether it's, if, if they, if we give up three runs, that's, that's, that's keep that keeping it within reach for our hitters. I mean, we have really good hitters. I mean, we're a double A team. There are a lot of prospects are on our team. We got a really good team. And so we're just struggling a little bit. And so, I mean, it's going to turn around and once it does, we're going to, we're going to be lighting it up and I'm hopefully we can have it turn around before we get home so we can have a bunch of fireworks go off and have the lights blinking everywhere. But um, yeah, no, it, it'll turn around here soon and then we're going to be rolling. So I'm not, I'm not too worried. I know that this is your first stint in double A, you know, you've been in the Dimebacks organization for the last few years. Um, but have you kind of seen any change in play with being off last year, you know, uh, with COVID has the game changed a little bit, you think based on what it could have been, had they had a regular season last year, like a guy still trying to get back yeah. up to speed. Um, it's interesting you say that. Cause I've been trying to, I, I don't pay too much attention, but I try to watch a little bit about what the, what's going on in the big leagues and what's going on in the big leagues is very similar to what's going on in the minors as far as hitting and pitching. So I'm not sure I would, I would, I would say yes. But then once I see that, it's like, well, they played last year. So, I mean, there was a lot of guys, we, we have a decent amount of guys on our team that were on the 60 man alternate site. And so um, I know a lot of other teams have prospects on their double a teams too. And, and if, I mean, if you get after it and you're a good player, you people find ways to hit and, and pitch even during COVID. So whether it be a live at bats with some of your buddies or whatever it may be, I know, I know people got their work in. And so I'm just, we're just trying to, as pitchers, we're just trying to shove or trying to get as many guys out before they get, uh, before they touch home. But um, I mean, yeah, I think in the big leagues, the, the averages are down this year. And I think in the minors it is too, but the home runs are a little higher. So you just got to take everything with a grain of salt and salt and, Again, it, it is early. It, we've only played a month. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it, things are things are still early, in my opinion. 
Uh, chatting with Ryan Weiss, Amarillo Saapoodle pitcher, off to a great start this year. A little bit of a hiccup at Corpus Christi, but unless you're Jacob DeGrom, you're going to have that every now and then. Uh, but 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 as a whole, um, how would you grade your performance so far this season? Are you accomplishing what you'd like to? And what's the ultimate goal of the year? Of course, being promoted and the ultimate goal is big leagues, but like on a smaller scale, what are you trying to work on to make yourself a better picture, uh, pitcher long-term? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just trying to – week in and week out, I'm just trying to, to – just to give my best. I mean, I try to prepare as well as I can. Um, I try to work as hard as I can. Um, faith is a big part of my life, so I know God's going to do the rest. Um, I give it to him, and he's going to do the rest. So just trying to be a good teammate and just try to help our hitters when I can, help our pitchers. And, I mean, it's a, it's a long season, so if, you, if you're too high or too low, it's just going to – the the emotions of baseball are just going to – are going to get to you. So I try not to let that happen. I'm just, it's only been a month just trying to have a, uh, have fun this, this week and next week. And um, yeah, and then the good Lord will take care of the rest. How do you try to find that balance between work and fun? Because if you're not having fun, I'm sure that the schedule can be grueling and you don't want to tackle it day in and day out. Yeah. I mean, being a, being a professional baseball player is pretty cool. So, I mean, the, a lot of people can be, can be negative about it because they're struggling or whatever, but you know what? Like at the end of the day, we're all blessed. Like we're, I, we're in Frisco right now. We were just in Corpus Christi, which is beautiful. Like we're in a different city every week. It seems like for the most part. So I'm just trying to just trying to have fun. Cause this is a job that not a lot of people get the opportunity to have. And so I'm just, I'm just happy about it. I'm just having fun. I'm just, um, yeah, it's just exciting. I'm just definitely, definitely very blessed. Of all the places you've traveled uh, throughout your minor league career so far, do you have a favorite road stop? Um, I don't know. I mean, they're all so different. They're all so, uh, so unique. <clears throat> I mean, this this place has been really cool. Um, the stadium's definitely really cool. They have a lazy river in right field. Like, that's that's crazy. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It just depends because on some nights, say it's a Wednesday night versus a Saturday night, like crowds are a little different, so – now that we're on the road during the week, so we get like Tuesday through Saturday. So you see the you see the ballpark at in all its phases. So that that part's pretty cool. So I'm just I'm just enjoying the the new phase of baseball right now. <laughs> well, one thing I like to get to learn about with uh, when I have the player interviews is just life growing up. You know, like kind of how you got into baseball when you figured out you were yeah. actually good at it. Because I played baseball growing up, and I was quite frankly terrible. And that's why I'm doing this, and I'm not on the field like you are. But <laughs> uh, but just like me, you're an Illinois native, a South Elgin. Uh, went to school there as well. Ended up going to Wright State University in Dayton. But just tell us about your childhood and uh, getting into baseball. Cubs or White Sox, I'm guessing one or the two, maybe a different one. But but what, what was life like growing up in South Elgin? Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, I I didn't I played baseball my whole life, but I wasn't really ever that good. So <laughs> I just I caught for most of my career. I caught freshman and sophomore year of high school, and then I asked one of my coaches, I'm like, hey, can I try this like pitching thing out? And I did well, and so I just kind of took it and, and rolled with it. Uh, so like junior and senior year, I didn't really throw that hard. So it was kind of like a, I hope I get a chance to play at a division one school. I know a lot of guys, especially in pro ball, get the chance to get drafted. I was like, I was just looking at that draft. Like, Oh my God, this is really cool. Like it's on ESPN. Like, that's pretty cool. Like if that was me one day, that'd be great. But <laughs> I never, th- I didn't ever think it could happen. Um, 
but yeah, and then uh, Wright State was awesome. They're they're doing incredible this year. They're going to um, Knoxville, so hopefully they can make some noise over there. Um, definitely rooting for them. I'm, I throw on, I think I throw Friday, so I throw the same day that they uh, they have their first game. I was like, well, I wish they could have had their game a little earlier. Or we could have had our game a little later, but um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I'm definitely just very very blessed and. Just want to keep keep counting those blessings for sure. Well, walk us through getting drafted by the D-backs in uh, 2018. Because a lot of people I talk to, they're like, yeah, I was really good in high school. I was great in college. I knew it was coming. But it sounds like you were kind of blindsided by being uh, by being picked a little bit. Like, like what? how did you and your family react to being drafted? Yeah, I had a – when I was at Wright State, um, I had an injury my, my uh, freshman year. So, my redshirt freshman year, I had a pretty good year. Um, I went and played summer ball and I had a pretty good year there too. So I kind of had an idea that like, okay, if I do decent this year, I can, I can probably get drafted. Um, I don't really know which round I could go in, but um, after my sophomore year, I was like, okay, this, I might be able to go kind of high. Like I didn't really ever think it could happen. Like I said, I was watching the draft and I was like, oh my gosh, like this kid, like I was his teammate, like this is really cool. And so I found myself doing like the same thing during the draft. I was like, first couple rounds I was like dang I played with him played with him played with him I was like okay but uh if I played with all them like I should probably be going be going kind of soon too (laughs) so um so yeah I just uh um I got the call from my agent and he was like hey uh the Diamondbacks want to take you and I was just like surprised because like I I didn't really talk to the Diamondbacks too much I was like the Diamondbacks I was like that was kind of out of nowhere but um I was like well I got it. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this. <laughs> so it was just, it was definitely really cool. Um, definitely Wright State prepared me for what I, for what I needed up until this point, at least. I mean, they, they were great. Um, definitely very grateful for everything they've done for me and just for all my coaches and, and family and friends. Yeah, it's, it, they've all been great. And, and you've been with the D-backs now for a few years and you've been able to uh, be teammates with a lot of guys in the uh, the organization. Just a quick summary of the type of talent that this team has and what you think it can do for the Diamondbacks going forward. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of prospects on our team. A lot of them are really good. Um, so we watch, I, can, I, I have a chance to, to watch them through all phases, like through batting practice, through their preparation, during the game, after the game. So it's it's pretty cool to be able to do that. I mean, they're I mean, I, Alec, Alec Thomas, you guys all know him. He's a freak. He's freaking awesome. Like the kid's just a great kid. And you got Jake, he's, he's great. I mean, there's so many guys that are on our team that are great. And so just being able to watch them day in and day out, it, it's been, it's been really fun. And I just know like you can, like Perdomo, he made his big league debut this year. Like it's crazy to see that like this kid made his debut already. Like it's just really cool. And we, I, I uh, was teammates with Mejia, he actually just got called up to AAA last night. But, I mean, he was in the big leagues with the Marlins. So, just, like, trying to talk to those guys, like, hey, well, what was your big – what was your debut like? Like, how cool is that? Like, like what would you do? Like, because it's just – you never know. It. Like, even if you go to the big leagues, you're never guaranteed you're going to get back. And it's never a guarantee that you could ever make your debut. So, just, like, trying to kind of live it through those guys a little bit was kind of – it was pretty cool. So, well, if you keep winning a pitcher of the week honors, if this is a thing that you keep doing, of course, people are going to start paying attention to you. So, uh, and, and hopefully someday you're able to get that call as well. And people will be coming to you asking about your experience at that level. Uh, Ryan Weiss, Amarillo sub poodle pitcher. Thank you for joining us today. One last thing I, I do. I do want to hit on this because I'm not a big social media guy. 
Uh, and if you follow my pages, I don't post a whole lot. But uh, I did come across because my wife loves TikTok. She's all over TikTok. But, but you have a TikTok page, and, and uh, I checked it out a little bit. And not only are you showing off how much you enjoy being a sob poodle and being an Amarillo, but I love that you interact with people, too. If they have questions for you about your grind and various things, you're able to help them out a little bit. So tell us about your TikTok and how uh, people can follow it if they want to. Yeah, um, it's my TikTok is uh, Ryan M. White. So if you want to go see what's out there, go ahead and look. Um, yeah, it's, it's all about giving back. So, I mean, I try to try to be, um, I try to interact with the people on TikTok as much as I can, because I know there's a bunch that I have a lot, I have a lot to learn. And so hopefully I can help other people learn. Hopefully it can kind of go both ways, but yeah, it's definitely a way to give back and, and just, uh, show people what kind of what I've gone through, kind of how I've progressed in my career and, and hopefully I can offer some help and some guidance to them as well. Well, the Saw Poodles are continuing this crazy start to the year where their first 24 games are on the road, or their first 24 or 30 games are on the road. They're finally back home on the 8th against Corpus Christi. They're in town for two weeks, and we're going to see Ryan Weiss and company here very soon. So get those tickets, sawpoodles.com. Ryan Weiss, hey, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Uh, I know you're a busy man, didn't have to do that, but had a lot of fun getting to know you today, and, uh, and good luck to you on Friday. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me.